What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Financial Residency Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Inman, and we are here for one of our daily curbside consults. And we're going to be talking all about emergency funds. I hope you guys are enjoying these curbside consults. I've gotten a few emails and a couple pings on Messenger, even a message in Twitter to the direct message, which was different, but cool. And a couple of you have called in some really cool questions or written in some really cool questions. We still haven't gotten many voicemails, so I'm hoping that you guys will want to do that. But Blake's question is a tad long, but it gives context into his situation. It's almost like a mini financial health assessment. What's interesting is that we're both in this crappy situation that he's actually in, although I think he might be actually better off since they actually have a disability policy. But before we jump in, I just want to make sure you guys know that I want to keep answering these questions. I want to keep doing these short little daily segments, and I hope that they are helpful. So please email me any question you have that you would like to be answered on air. Uh, You can do that at ryan at financialresidency.com, or you can click on the link in the description of the show, or you can just go to financialresidency.com slash question and leave me a really awesome voicemail. Okay, so Blake emailed in. He said, thanks for what you do. I'm in my second year as a pediatric ICU attending, and I've been listening to your show since you first started. Oh, Blake, that is a long time, my friend. Thank you. Love the show. Love the Friday segment, the new curbside consults, even the Money Meets Medicine spinoff. The reason I'm writing specifically is similar to your family situation. I have type 1 diabetes. I managed to get a small disability plan. It was own occupation specific, only pays out five years rather than to age 65 and is very expensive for only a $4,000 a month payout. I also have a million dollar term policy for 15 years. It costs me $1,500 a year. Thanks to you, my wife and I are in great financial shape. Debt to income ratio is 0.85 with a mortgage less than my salary. I'm down to $55,000 in student loans, which I just refinanced for the fourth time, to 0.81% variable. Sweet. We maxed out my 403B, government 457B, wife's 401K, backdoor Roth for both, and have money in a taxable account. Savings is close to 35% more if you count debt payments and 529 contributions. And we have about five months of savings in our emergency fund at Ally. I think given my poor disability plan, that it would be beneficial for me to have more. I understand that I can use my taxable account if needed, but I've really earmarked that for long-term savings. We'll love to know how much spending you think should be covered in the emergency fund, given your similar situation and my crappy disability coverage. Thanks so much. I appreciate all you do. Blake, this was awesome, my friend. You are amazing, and thank you for what you do. Please stay safe. I know that PICU is a little bit rough, and you know I want to say thank you so much for doing what you do and taking care of all the sick little ones, my friend. So I think you are doing an amazing job. I'm happy to help any way I can. But remember, you did all this hard work yourself to get here, and you put in a lot of hard work. You've listened. You've done lots of great things, so give yourself a ton of credit. It's a bummer that you obviously have type 1, not just for financial reasons, but type 1 is is a tough thing to manage. We know firsthand how that works. Uh, But even with that, you have a disability policy. Yes, it's expensive, but still, awesome you have it. Awesome you have a term policy. I wish we could actually get those things for Taylor and it is impossible for us to get. So I think you're actually in an okay situation given the circumstances and you guys are crushing and maxing out everything. I mean, just fantastic job. So prior to the pandemic, we would have been talking about emergency funds and saying, well, let's, you know, what are we going to put in for that rainy day? 
right? What's going to happen? We don't know, but something will happen at some point. Usually it just doesn't happen to all of us at the same time, but what would we be doing? We'd look at your income and say, you know, if you had a stable income, you were paid, you know, maybe said W-2 versus 1099. If you are, you know, obviously clearly saving quite a bit, you probably are more frugal with your money. You're paying attention to your accounts. Like you're doing a fantastic job. I would have argued that you probably only need about three months of emergency in the bank because we would have assumed your job was stable and everything else is going fine. And you guys aren't, you know, off luxury tripping around the world. You're doing a great job saving and investing. If you were on variable income, if everything was RVU based, if your income was on the lower side, which pediatrics usually is, I would have probably argued from three to six months that you would have in the bank. Now you have five months, which is fantastic. And we are in probably one of the worst things that could be happening to all of us as a, as the world, but especially as a country and you have five months and your job is sounds like somewhat stable. So I think five months of emergency is actually just perfectly fine. I think some people are realizing that even though they had high incomes and they had high expenses, thinking that their job was completely stable and never going away, some people might be getting a little bit of a rude awakening or shocker to the system because they were doing maybe all elective cases and why we didn't think this would actually happen. This is what emergency funds are for. Knowing that uh, and kind of saying that, I think five months is perfectly fine in your situation. You know, I would use the taxable as the last resort. I like how you're thinking and thinking long-term, fantastic. But if something truly did happen, you lost your job or you're both out of work, whatever it may be, and you started spending away the five months, you're gonna realize that you're gonna probably cut your expenses even more to have that money last. But you do have money in the taxable and you would obviously cut your 529 contributions in order to do that. You can obviously extend out your student loan. You're probably paying that off more aggressively and it's at a 0.81% and it's variable. So I wouldn't be super excited to be paying that off if something happened to your income. But I think if it hasn't happened at this point right now, I think you're perfectly fine to keep doing as is, keep putting money in your taxable putting money, a little bit money in your, your contributions, paying off some debt. I think five months is plenty to have in the bank in actual cash. And I'd probably say have one month of expenses in cash, at least no more than two though, in your checking account for just your general expenses of what you spend every month. So you don't have to keep moving money in and out of your savings account. Keep it for long-term storage. Let it be boring. Let it sit there and collect that one and a half percent at Ally. And I want to say again, man, great job. You guys are doing fantastic. Thank you so much for being part of our community. I hope this was helpful. And if you guys, again, you know, want to have your questions answered or just kind of chat with me on air here, email me, ryan at financialresidency.com or click the link in the description. You guys have a great day. Thank you so much for doing what you do. You are so appreciated. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. Cheers.